welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Broads? Hi, Broads. Broads, Broads, Broads. <laughs> this is a very special episode. Guys. I wish we had some sort of theme song to play. I was about to like cue the song. I guess the, the intro song. <laughs> the intro. Chatty Broads. Tomorrow is officially one year. One year. It's kind of insane. This is like my first child's, this feels like my first child's birthday. No, it really, it really is Except like I don't this. have the pressure to like throw a really over the top <laughs> party that they're not even going to remember. Except the only party that's going to be getting thrown is for us and we're going to get hammered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it is pretty wild. So, so if you're listening on Tuesday, um, when this comes out tomorrow is November 6th and our very, very first episode ever of Chatty Broads was out November 6th, one year ago. I think we do get a lot of questions about like how we met. We do. How this whole thing started. And I'd love to just take a trip down memory lane. Talk about, once again, we haven't talked about it in a while, Mm-mm. about how we met, mm-hmm. how this thing got started, journey throughout, um, you know, uh, and kind of our favorite, maybe some of our favorite episodes, mm-hmm. funniest, weirdest, whatever, most touching and maybe talk about where we're at now, what we're doing with our lives, and what yeah. we what we want for the future. A lot has changed. This has been yeah. a, a, a year full of some drastic changes. Yeah. And I think we, especially the past um, numerous months with all the Bachelor episodes, and then we've had a lot of guests, I think some of you Broad Squad members like don't really know necessarily what's been going on um yeah in mine and becca's life at all and we thought well you know yeah we'd kind of open up about some of that stuff too i think it's something i'm interested in when i listen to podcasts i'm curious on what goes on behind especially now having a podcast mm-hmm. i'm like what's their dynamic like behind the scenes right. like what's what's making their train roll i couldn't <laughs> think of like a good saying you know like what's happening back Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. and like oh do they have a team behind them like all that kind of thing yeah we'll kind of break all that down we'll let you in behind the scenes yes and Uh then uh yeah that'll be there's not much to see (laughs) (laughs) there's uh no one behind us it's literally mostly just uh, jess and evan for now (laughs) anyway we're gonna get into all of that there's a lot to talk about yeah so Let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> a very good place to start. Okay. Where and when did we very first meet? Okay. We very first met um, at a bowling alley. Yes. Um, no, our- actually before then. We met at, we were at a dinner place that I... Yes. It was actually kind of serendipitous. Um, our friend Tyler called me, or I called him, and I was just mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? <laughs> At the time I was single and pretty much had no job, just like had just finished filming The Bachelor, but before it aired. Mm -hmm. So I was just in this weird limbo. Fun fact for all of you, there's about for The Bachelor, Bachelorette starts, excuse me, airing like right, I think sometimes it even overlaps while they're still filming and when they air the first episode. It's kind of crazy. Now The Bachelor though, there's like a two or three month gap in between the airing of the first episode and the end of filming. Right. So there was like two or three months where I'm like, I quit my job. (laughs) Oh, that's also when I got lost on the weed farm. You know, there's a lot going on. So anyway, I called my friend Tyler. I was like, what are you doing? He's like at dinner with some of our friends, but come, you'll love them. They're super cool. 
So I come and meet them at dinner mm-hmm. where they're finishing up their pizza. Yes. And uh, it was Evan and I. And I, before you came, uh, Tyler and Harry, our friends, were like, our girlfriend Becca's coming. She actually just finished filming on The Bachelor and... Harry and Tyler and Evan and I used to watch The Bachelor together. So I was just like, oh my God, no way. You have someone on the inside. And I was like so excited. Um, And I remember them telling me, yeah, she thinks maybe she might be the villain on the season. Yeah, I don't even remember thinking that. That's so funny. Well, we talked about it a little bit later and you told me that you just said you were stressed. You're like, I was just kind of stressed in general. And you're like, I'm confident. So I don't know if they're going to like, you're like, I had great relationships with a lot of the girls, but you never know. Like, I don't know. And you were just like kind of nervous about Mm -hmm. it. And, uh, and then I met you and I was like, there's no way this girl's going to be the villain. (laughs) I mean, there were some moments, you know, and, uh, some imitations of crystal I'm not proud of, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And also I have those moments, which some people don't like, where I'm like, I'm going to win this fucking thing. Like, yeah. bye, bitches, you yeah. know, and it's all in good fun. But but yeah, and then people always ask kind of like what then went down with you and I. And really there wasn't much. Like we, after that, we would see each other occasionally. Like every once in a while, we'd be at like mutual friends parties. And every single time we would just kind of end up going in the corner and talking for like two hours yeah I mean Jess is also very friendly so like right away when we're at the bowling alley I was like oh she's so like real and so nice which I'm sure a lot of you broads can relate to and you're also with Valerie actually it's funny I I first met um Jess with Valerie as well who if you've listened to our God and the Broads episode or our queer panel episode. Mm-hmm. She is on both. She's lovely. Um, so I met both of them. I was like, oh, these are cool. These are cool chicks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, good first impressions kind of thing. And then I think, did you come over and watch the finale at Harry and Ty? I mean, the finale, the uh, premiere episode. I never watched an episode with you. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, no, and yeah, and it was kind of, I felt that the same way. It was like Becca is extremely bubbly, and you are very, like, I love, listen, I love a confident woman. I'm drawn to confident women. So I was the like, most confident at that time I've ever been in my whole life. You were just kind of like this beaming light. You were so smiley, and you were just so confident. And that to me, I will, like, a fly, I am drawn. And so, yeah, I think it was Same. just kind of, it was kind of like that, like, uh, but it was just like, it was just like acquaintance friends, you know, yeah, it's like, it's one of those people would be like, Oh, my friend Jess, but we don't really hang yeah. out. We don't, I don't even right. think I had her number. No, kind of thing. I don't like, think we had each other's numbers. I don't think I even had your number until we started talking about doing the podcast. This is, so. this is how crazy this shit so is. So wild. This is how really crazy <laughs> this shit is. Super bizarre. So Funny enough, I was talking with a management company Mm -hmm. about doing a podcast and they were like, oh, let's have you do it with um, this one Instagram mom. Okay, because so I got pregnant, you know, in May of Mm -hmm. 2018. So that was only a few months after I came off The Bachelor and Jess and I connected over that. Yes, of course. And in fact, I think we had a conversation Um, you had told a few people that you were pregnant, um, but we were at, uh, seven grand, seven grand. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and you told me you were like, oh my God, I am pregnant. And you actually, we were at seven grand when you told me that you were starting to see gray and you showed me his Mm. photo and you guys had gone out on like two dates or something. And uh, then you were like, I'm pregnant. I think that's literally the only time we would run into each other is at seven grand. (laughs) 
because it's, it's a spot in LA that one of our friends will, will play there uh-huh. like weekly mm-hmm. and so we'd end up just seeing each other yeah. there yeah. yeah um but so then you told me and I was like oh my god and then that was a bonding thing for us but whenever yeah. we would see each other out then I'd be like okay how are you because no one else we knew um, could relate in could any, relate. for one no. we didn't have any friends that were parents uh-uh. mutual friends at least uh-uh. and also you know if you haven't listened to prior episodes jess and evan their pregnancy was also unplanned very different scenario but could definitely relate on yes. that level for sure um so yeah we we did talk for a long time about that and then yeah so this management company you know is talking about doing a podcast i was like do i do it by myself which in hindsight although i no, this is, I was going to say I would have been making more money. No, I wouldn't have been making more money because I knew deep down that like doing a podcast on my own was not going to be right. It was going to be just like me going in circles in my own head. Mm-hmm. And like, even if I had guests on something in me was just like, this just doesn't feel right. I would try to like record stuff on my own at home. Like I got a little mic and stuff yeah. and I just like knew, I just knew it wasn't right. So I was trying to figure out who do I do this fucking podcast with? And I knew I wanted to do a podcast and just a fun little background thing. I used to say all the time in high school and college that like I wanted to go into radio mm-hmm. and I, I've been obs- obsessed with podcasts for probably like seven or eight years now. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was like with, with radio, people are judging you not by what you look like or mm-hmm. like, any of that they're judging you just by what you have to say mm-hmm. and I thought that was so cool mm-hmm. and I loved the way that I would conjure up images of people in my mind when I would hear them talk and how I would form impressions of them solely based off of what they had to say yeah and then on on my end I I you know went did communications in college and I loved I was in speech and debate team and I liked doing the theater stuff and all that but since I was in high school I used to always listen to talk radio in the morning every single morning I would be late to class every day because I would sick I would I, I would listen to Adam Carolla I listened to Loveline I would just sit there and I would just absorb all the morning radio and then when podcasts came out it was an obsession for me too didn't it and, just seem like the best job like morning radio oh people calling gosh. in and like, I was just like this is everything and I was obsessed with listening to it and then then um when I was at a very pivotal point in my life spiritually when I had just found out that I was pregnant um there were a few podcasts that 100% changed my life and that's Mm. when it was just like what podcasts okay guys (laughs) I'm telling you right now you made it weird with Pete Holmes I am a four and he is a four on the Enneagram. So there is like this thing when I hear him, there is this deep connection, but he is a very similar spiritual journey that Becca and I had the way he was raised. He's a comedian. I have a passion for like comedians and he has the most amazing guests on and he brings them on and they laugh and they talk about funny little silly things. But he always asks them about how they believe, like what they believe about God. He always gets super intimate. When did you laugh the hardest? When did you cry? Like, it's just an incredible podcast. So tune in. He doesn't do it as often anymore because he's very busy with the show and all that, but he has hundreds of old episodes with like the most profound comedians and authors and, yeah he's it's phenomenal so that was the biggest one that changed my life and then it's like okay we got to do this so wait can we also talk for a second about like what did you want to be when you grew up like what did you see yourself doing when you were a kid um what what were you yeah well I mean I I wanted (laughs) I thought I was going to be a Clarice from Hannibal I thought I was going to be a forensic psychologist (laughs) (laughs) then I went to I went to uh school and realized that I couldn't 
do all that math um or blood or blood that was another huge problem it was gonna be a big factor if you pass out it's gonna be a problem um but no i mean i always wanted i was like i want to do acting or something with public speaking i always had a passion for that um but it just seemed like how how do i do that like how do I get involved I did used to do acting when I was younger um and it was tough because my neither of my parents had any sort of passion for it so when I didn't have a car and needed them to drive me girl there were there were options for auditions that I was not taken to I mm-hmm. I completely can relate to this because really? I always wanted to act too. And I'm this, I did speech and debate, mock trial, theater, all th- community theater, high school theater. I did that all growing up. And I always wanted to be an actress from when I was little. And my mom, though, she thought that basically I was going to fuck up my whole life mm-hmm. if I was involved in any kind of entertainment. And so I remember us visiting L.A. And I remember two, I mean, I was a cute kid, two commercial <laughs> scout people being like, we want her at our agency, like on the street. And my mom, and I would like pretend that I wasn't listening. And my mom would just be like, my mom would just be like, "Mm, sorry, we're not Mm -hmm. interested. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God. Oh my God. No, I, and my mom didn't, wouldn't want me to even audition for plays sometimes because she wouldn't want to drive me to rehearsals. It literally (laughs) makes me quake thinking about it. I remember doing theater and like, again, love my parents so much. We're just very different. But fuck you. you. They're just so different for me. And when I would do theater growing up, like they did not enjoy going to the shows. They loved me. So they loved to see me. But like it was a they would doing the rehearsals and all that. It was just like a nightmare for them. Then I got involved in a theater class and I had my one shining moment that I will remember forever where I was 16. Um, but I couldn't drive because I had my anxiety was so bad that driving myself to L.A. And I wish. Listen. If you're young, give yourself a kick in the ass because I should have just figured out how to get myself up there somehow, taken public trams, No, something. you shouldn't because you might have become a star and how would we have a podcast <laughs> That's now? true, that's true. Okay? <laughs> but I, I'll never forget, I was in my theater. I was in like this special acting whatever and, and I had like my main guy and I was doing a scene from Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I was. I'm just kidding, it's a great movie. So dramatic, so dramatic. And Faye Dunway came in. Like famous actress. She's a famous actress. I believe she has an Academy Award. She's the one who is, she's she's much older now. And she recently uh, like totally fucked up during the Academy Awards where she said the wrong name. Oh! Yeah. She was a presenter. She's a phenomenal actress. Older. Phenomenal. Love her. She was in the class with the, my acting coach. Oh my God. Yeah. And I did my scene. And afterwards she was like, you have it. And I remember, Jesus Christ, I'd, I'd die. I was like crawling on the floor out. I did nothing because I didn't push myself hard enough. Well, one of my biggest regrets in life. So that's all I'm saying is people push yourself. It's hard. You get stuck. You never know. But you, you don't take I think don't take for granted the opportunities that are in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that moment, you know what? That moment could have been the beginning, but now I'm so grateful for where we're at. But that moment could have been, been the beginning of something. And now it's just my party story that when I feel insecure at parties, I go, guess what, guys? <laughs> One time Faye Dunway told Faye me. Dunway said <laughs> I had the it factor. Everyone always goes, who? <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> 
anyways, before we get into that explaining how Speaking this podcast skills. got, yeah, exactly. Before we explain how this uh, podcast got started, um, if it wouldn't have been it, like, honestly, if it wouldn't have been for the podcast and our amazing listeners, I would have had to figure out something else to do. <laughs> I truly would have needed to learn new skills. But even though we got this podcast, I still want to learn. You never want to stop learning. And an easy and effective way to continue learning and learning more skills specifically is using Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. And whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. B, you mentioned classes in productivity. Girl, Skillshare has the best classes in this department. I've taken a few, like one called project management in real life, simple workflows to achieve your goals, and okay, a very, very helpful one called email productivity. Work smarter with your inbox. Right, I need to take that. <laughs> no, listen. Okay. My inbox before, 31,000 unread messages. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed to say this. I have no idea how I, I'm like, how am I supposed to tackle this? But after I took this class, it's very helpful. And I can tell you that you should look at my inbox now much cleaner. Yeah, I mean, much Skillshare, cleaner. that's how I learned some of my uh, Lightroom skills too. Yes, so brush up and on those that stuff. skills are fire. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Chetty Broad's listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, just go to Skillshare.com slash Chatty. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Chatty to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Chatty. Okay, so as Becca was saying, we she was getting um, hit up by management to start a podcast. She was passionate about it. Now, on my end... I was literally living in this weird world of I had been a wardrobe stylist and then Ember was born and being a wardrobe stylist um, is a seven day a week job. You have to travel, at least the one that like how I was involved, you have to travel with your client. You have to go to parties with them at night. This is something that is like for the life of a single person, mm. you know, it's full time. So I was trying to transition doing it like part time still with Ember and I wasn't figuring out like a consistent way. So I'm like, I need to like do something, not even financially. It was just like, I need to do something. Yeah. I feel empty creatively, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was in Evan and Evans in music and I was in a studio one day and I'm like seeing all this stuff and I'm like, I, I love podcasts. Maybe like, maybe I want to start a podcast and I don't even know what it was out of nowhere. I was just like, Becca, really? Yep. Evan and I had the conversation about it. No fucking way. I didn't yes. know this. Yep. And I was like, I feel, Whoa. I was just like Becca and I'm kind of like, I'm like, she's, she's going to have a baby. I have a kid. She's creative. Like, I just feel like we, whenever we get together, when we talk, it, there's just something. Sorry guys. Sorry. We're <laughs> bringing the heat. So the, <laughs> the firefighters had to come. Okay. We're too fire. Put this <laughs> shit out, honey. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, That's, I didn't know. And so that. I told him that and I was like, I feel really weird. Literally like getting her number from someone well, and being like, um, hi, I know you don't really know me. And here is the thing that yeah. sucks. Like 
I'm not trying to make myself sound like hot shit, but coming off of The Bachelor, oh, you 100%. have people all the time like, we should totally like do this together. And you 100%. should totally promote my song. And you should totally do this. <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, that makes you me really uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. You know, what are you trying to get out of me? Well, and I felt weird for like getting your number to do this because I was like, she's going to think that I'm trying, that I want something One of those things where it's like, yeah, totally. We should totally schedule a time and then Uh, never follow up again. And then like, you you guys, your friend was asking (laughs) to start a podcast with me and I was just like, fuck. But I literally like, I just felt, I'm like, I, I, there was something. And also now we have this commonality that at least in LA, a lot of people don't have. And I feel like I'm a Bachelor fan. She was on it. Like it could be something interesting. And I was thinking too, like, you what I were mean, your concepts for the show like i was thinking it was going to be a parent like yeah. parenthood yeah it was going to be like let's have a mom podcast yeah. where we talk about like raising kids talk about whatever and i was like oh this is fun we have like you know reality tv star who then you know she gets pregnant and she's young but it's with someone who she just started dating that's so different than my story i'm like 10 years older it was but it was accidental but i was married i'm like this is kind of a cool like dynamic that we have going it could be something super interesting mm-hmm. um so then so i'm i have this conversation with evan and then what's his take on it evan's just like do it yeah you should just do it why not he's like we have all the equipment why not so evan too where he's like do it and like yeah why not yeah he's just like just yeah just go ask her just do it why don't you just ask her and i was just like well i just feel really weird because like we don't really know each other that well um but uh oh that was the other thing too i was like i know that i can tell that she's a like a fucking go-getter and i would want to work with someone who is like a Mm go-getter that's you know what i what i want in like that dynamic so a couple days later i invite a mutual friend of ours to go see a comedy show i go to the comedy store all the time to go see the comedians one of my most favorite things and i invite a friend and i'm going to meet up with her there and then she tells me right before she has invited a few other friends and you're there you're one of the friends and so we're at this comedy show together and you and i sit next to each other this is before we started the podcast mm -hmm. when we went to go see who were you seeing theo vaughn yeah yeah yeah. uh, bill burr i'm trying to remember who else was on that night but yeah and uh yeah and we sat next to each other and i was like okay well you know what this feels like serendipity i guess i was just thinking about this and now i haven't seen becca in a while and now we're here and so then i i was like hey do you have like a a podcast or have you ever thought about like starting a podcast or something and then you told me like yeah you know i've had management offers and i you know i'm interested in wanting to do it but i don't know and da 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 and then i was kind of like well i have all the equipment what do you say we give this thing a go (laughs) I was like, I have all the equipment and Evan can do all the production. And I feel like we might have, we have like a cool dynamic together. Maybe like we could talk about parenthood. Okay. First of all, it's so funny. Cause I remember this going down at seven grand, which I guess is where all of our <laughs> other interactions happen. Cause I remember this conversation being yeah. at like a bar table at the seven grand. But also, you know, what's so funny is that I don't remember. And I know I'd remember it feeling any twinge at all all of like weirdness i don't want to do a oh podcast thank god not one <laughs> oh, but, good, but real good. i'm thinking about it now and i'm like wow that really too is such a sign because when you said it i i remember being like 
that's a pretty good idea. We should just do it. Like, and I remember immediately being like, I'm, I'm kind of down for that. That makes me feel good. You know what? It, it, I even, I think I remember asking too, because we had been sitting next to each other and we had literally gone on some 20 minute rant between the two of us. And there were like two other people on either side of us, like laughing about what you and I were going off. And we were like about whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do we have mics here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a thing of this. Which is hilarious because so many people go like, we should totally have a podcast or a TV mm -hmm. show. But I think it is kind of rare when to toot our own horns, you have two people where you're like, actually, this could be like, mm -hmm. we could we could have something to offer people yeah. with our conversations. Yeah. And I thought the idea too. And so then when, when you responded and were like, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> what, where, where to go now? What do I do? <laughs> like okay well I thought there was gonna be more of like a kickback but okay but I thought when you said that I was like oh she's sweet she's saying sure but like let's be honest it's probably not gonna like go down this way and Jess I remember you and I like where we said something to each other that night actually where I was like hey oh this makes me this, I love this it was like, hey, just so you know, I think I, I said this to you because I remember I wanted to make it clear to you mm -hmm. that I wasn't just being like, yeah, sure, whatever. I remember being like, okay, this isn't, I swear to you, like, and I remember really trying to drive it into you. I was like, this isn't going to be one of those things where we just like say we're going to do it and we don't do it. Like, I'm serious, Jess. Like, I'm serious. I want to come over and I want to try it out and we're going to record. Like, I'm serious. I'm going to text you and we're going to put a date on the calendar and we're going to do it. Yeah. And I remember like that I wanted to be like, I'm serious. Like, well, let's do this. We, so when we were inside the comedy store and we, and you were like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to be like, I think this will be great, but it'll probably not happen. And then when we went back outside and you were like driving it home, I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you being like, I'm serious too. Yeah, I was, and I was like, like, no, I, I'm cool. serious. Let's cool. do this thing. And, and I remember it not really making sense at the same time because I was sort of like, wouldn't it make sense for me to do it with like a bachelor person or like an influencer? And I remember thinking that and I was like, no, but that's like, that's kind of cool. I, it's not that way. I When you said that you had gotten like management and talk, I was like, oh, of course. Like you had come off the show. You had gotten the mass majority of followers from the show. Yeah. And you were like known for being an outspoken person. I'm like, I would assume the first person that they'd try to get a podcast, someone a podcast on that, like in that bachelor season would be you. So when you said like, okay, yeah, I've gotten offers. I was kind of like, well, yeah, dad, like I I'm not surprised, but I figured I'd at least, you know, like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going to like throw it out there. Well, and in a little insider deal thing, I mean, this actually might have been one not a very big reason but one of the things i was thinking is like oh shit if we can do in-house production oh absolutely that's because these deals are they're half and half that means production takes half of whatever you make no matter where you like how far you get and for that that for me it just didn't feel right and i was like yeah oh, I, think, I don't think and you also have to answer to what that even it's a bigger thing is, is like what they want yeah broads here's the thing and this is why we love our show so much and love all of you guys is that if we would have signed with a company which I think a lot of people probably think we are but we're mm. not this is all grassroots if we would have signed with the company it wouldn't be fully our show there'd be so when you listen to a lot of shows and you're like oh they can't say certain things and they seem filtered it's because they are because they have people who they have to respond to yeah and they have to answer to to a certain extent yeah um so it was kind of like when I talked to you about it, I'm like, hey, we can do it all in house. We can figure out all of it 
and uh and then also we're our own bosses like we can say anything we want to Whatever. we can talk about anything we want to we can have on whoever we want to and which in um, some ways it's like it, it does sort of hurt like if you're with a uh not hurt but if you're with like a podcast um production company you know they're working with 50 other podcasts Absolutely. so it's like hey we'll swap guests Absolutely. here and there it's and like it's the, definitely easier the effort that justice yeah. had to put in for booking and all that is like exponentially it's larger. definitely it's definitely easier but there was something to be said about the fact that like we started this like with our bare hands and then i think that now with all of you guys who have become broads it feels like a family because it's like oh we we did this like and i oh my god i'm like moving forward but i remember the first time and i don't remember the specific guest but we had someone on all of a sudden we started seeing hashtag broad squad on people's reviews and i remember feeling like the like the pride like swelling being like we have a community was of that people Nick? it might have been hassling <laughs> i think it was Nick, or maybe it was like trying to get some oh to get him to come on the show was that what it was yes yeah so people were like try to get nick and you guys started like putting messages well, and even on colton, his- remember colton <laughs> messaged me i didn't reach out and he's like it seems like your fans want me on your show we have talked to so many people from bachelor nation <laughs> who can they come on no but they always <laughs> they're say, not contrad- but they always say to. they're like the broad squad are like the strongest group of listeners we ever interact with like the most messages the most passion and i do believe it's because like you guys are just as much a part of it as we are because we all started Mm. this together like this was not something that was like contrived in a factory type thing where it's like we're gonna put these two hosts together in this studio it's like which was what was sort of um like brought up to me originally like let's throw you in this influence together i'm like i don't know them and you expect me to just like sit down the crazy thing is we didn't really know each other and we did sit down but it was like we did we it felt right and the universe sort of put everything into place for that to happen yeah and that's something that i think has been really special about our podcast and we've touched on it before but the fact that besides knowing about like ember like and how you know and how she was unplanned that was like one of the few things I knew mm-hmm. about you besides mm-hmm. like, oh, and your Instagram with your stories of Ember. Cause I was like obsessed with that too, before the podcast. But, um, as I'm sure all of you are now, <laughs> if you haven't gone on Jess at the bad mom's Instagram, she has my the best photos. I mean, photos, videos of a child ever. And it's Ember. She's and a tornado. She's good content. She is she's good content. Good content. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, so but yeah, we didn't know we didn't yeah. know each other at all, which is so funny because mm-hmm. we did. I this is also kind of not like me, although I can be a go getter for me to actually like put a date down on the book and go. I guess I didn't have much going on then, but yeah, for me to like show up and be like, let's record this podcast and with happened, someone I don't know, and it happened soon after. Yeah, like maybe within a week or two. I think within is, a week or two. Which is saying a lot. Yeah. I don't know how the universe got me to your house in Eagle Rock. Um, but we sat... I mean, do you remember what it was like to record the first episode? Yes. Yes. So we sat down and this was the the weirdest part to me was that we literally were kind of like, well, what are we going to... What are we going to really talk about? And we sat down and we're like, let's do a test run. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we didn't decide it was a test run until after. 
Because we were like, maybe we should just scratch that. So the first episode we ever recorded, we didn't actually release. Which I know everyone's going to be like, release the tapes. Which I'm going to go back and listen to it and see if we should. I know, I need to listen to it too. Because maybe we could. I'm sure we probably could. I think it was just kind of like. It was all over the oh my gosh place. i mean this was our biggest bad review we got at first was t- they're tangenty they're tangenty let me say this about the tangents i my favorite podcasts are packed with tangents like what i listen to i like like the joe rogan podcast pete holmes fighter and the these are all like comedians podcasts and they talk about the most tangenty things Whatever ever the fuck. so when we first started i was just kind of like tangents why are those a bad thing like, we're just rolling it with it baby this is called flow <laughs> exactly but yeah the very first episode it was like but also I think we were just talking about us. And so we're like, let's just go for yeah, it. Yeah, we were just kind of like, let's just uh, let's just kind of shoot the shit and kind of just see how our how our banter is. Like, how's the flow with like some mics in front of us? And I remember we recorded it. Oh gosh, I'm gonna get all teary. I remember we recorded it and you left and we decided that we were gonna scrap it. But I remember I like walked to the kitchen and I to- told Evan, I said, this is something like 100%. Because even though we're like, we're not going to release it, it was like, you know, when you, you, you just like feel it, it was like, oh God. Well, I remember listening to the first episode, the one we didn't record. And I remember I was walking to get new tires and I had my earphones and I was walking down the street. And I remember the fact that I was laughing out (laughs) loud to us as I was walking. And I remember like, I had a big old smile on my face. Mm -hmm. I remember texting you and I was like, this shit's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like really good. We need to do this again yeah. and again and again and again and again. And fast forward now, almost a hundred episodes and a year later, it's, it's insane. Also, I want to talk real quick about the name because yeah. how Chatty Broads came to be, we had some dumb ideas before. <laughs> yeah, we- so I remember one of my ideas, which is like, really, now that I think about it, I'm like, thank god we did not go with this name oh we were god. like it's gonna be a mom thing right so we're gonna call it like potty mouth podcast or something like that uh, yeah it was something Since we're mom to curse <laughs> or like something like that i don't know i'm gonna have to like go i don't back remember and mine and i'm glad because it was so bad i remember just being like like thinking about it later it was like, something dude. like like chatty chicks or like it was not chatty chicks but it was like i think it was mom based and then you brought up ooh chick chat. That's actually a really good oh chick chat is name. One of you brought trademark it. Chick chat. Um, but I remember you then said, and it was like this was a game changer. Is I was like I felt pretty like we should have it be specific because specific podcasts do well because mm-hmm. they get to have a demographic and certain people want to listen to it, whatever. And you were kind of like. I feel like we should just make it open, like open-ended because maybe sometime we don't want to talk about mom things. And hmm, I don't, it's funny. I don't remember this conversation. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, I'm so glad we did that. My God, because I love being a mom, but it's after so a few episodes in a row, Jeez. I would be like, Oh God, I got to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. How much are you going to talk about? like i was just like i can't i can't do it every week i'm i'm with i with i'm with my precious daughter who i love but i'm with her too much already like i don't need to talk about it all also, the time how too. do we segue from moms into bachelor you know because yeah. that has been the creme de la creme um kind of <laughs> that was I something mean, it, it brought in listen okay so yeah that was something too mm-hmm. i i was like and and 
yeah, I don't blame myself for feeling this way. I was like, I do not want to do anything Bachelor related because fuck mm-hmm. that shit. Like, I didn't think I was like better than The Bachelor. I was just like, I got to branch out and I got to be of me. Of course. You, you know? wanted people to be like, know you for you. Like, yeah. aside from that. Yeah. Aside from my opinions on The Bachelor, which I had blasted everywhere for the months before um and wouldn't shut up shut up about i was like i need it and i remember like doing interviews and stuff that's mm-hmm. all i would be asked about and i was like i want to get to talk about what i want to talk about yeah well you have a lot that you're passionate about yeah and you do too that's mm-hmm. like and and that's that's one of actually the main reasons why i also felt drawn to doing the podcast with you is because i was like yeah just likes the bachelor but like we don't have to talk about i mean now that i know you i wouldn't say you're normal I don't think you're very normal in that sense, but I was like, I'll do it with like a nor- well, normal person right? Right. so that we don't just have to be pigeonholed into like talking about celebrity influence or bachelor stupid of shit, course. you of know? Course. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we came up with chatty broads. Do you remember? I don't really remember either. I think it was just kind of a brainstorming session. Yeah. And I think like one of us said chatty and then we were thinking of something else. Then one of us said broads. broads yeah. And cause we were trying to think of something like, we knew that both of us were maybe we're like, okay, we're going to be moms. We know we're not maybe like stereotypical, like, you know, Stepford type yeah. mothers. So we're like, we know we're going to curse. So? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to like, we're not like that type of person. So we wanted the, um, we wanted the title to come across in a way of like, maybe a little rough around the edges. And so yeah. we thought the word broads was perfect. We're like, Edgy. we're going to take that shit back. Yeah. I remember being like, um, not like really nervous, but I remember being like, oh, is that too much like broad city? I remember thinking like, should oh, we not yeah. do that? Yeah. I'm so glad we did. Cause I like the, I like mm-hmm, the term broads. Mm-hmm. I uh, love it. We took it back, baby. Yeah. And then I made the logo, the first logo on my yeah, phone. Yeah, you did. With the stupid, like superimposed app. That's like this shitty free Photoshop app that I do all of our little and Instagram I remember things. She did it in like 10 seconds and I was like filled with wonder. <laughs> like oh my god you just made you just made our logo this is amazing I have this is going to, so well i love the way our logo has evolved yeah we should do like a little slideshow of like our first photo together and like our first logo yeah. and like our logo now oh, and us now i love that um doing that but so i don't even know if a lot of people know this but we yeah we did start recording in your like studio outside which is a studio it's like a quote garage but it's totally decked out with like a little kitchen a little yeah. studio set up all of that um yeah we'll get into the more the nitty-gritty like i yeah. guess the behind the scenes um but i do have to ask you quickly how was your halloween well i forgot to buy candy so i pretty much hid in the kitchen with all the lights off in the <laughs> living room so no one would come knock on the door and watched more fucked up shit about McKamey Manor. I'm so sorry. So that was my Halloween. How's yours? <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> so I got so many messages from people that were like, fuck you. Like, how dare you? Said, Let's talk about this. Now I've been on this like trail and I can't sleep anymore. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, everybody. Um, well, I, uh, I mentioned before that I had hit the Halloween weekend pretty hard Mm -hmm. and I full force full force as I do um and I also decided to hit day of uh fairly hard (laughs) as well um (laughs) and here's the thing I was convinced that I was um 
going to pass because the hangover was, I just have terrible hangovers. Listen, mm. I'm 31 now and the hangovers are real. And honestly, I've always gotten bad hangovers, even after like a minimal amount to drink. It's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, but on Halloween night, I took something magical that allowed me to drum roll, please brrr, not have a hangover. Oh. Finally. Oh my God. It's DHM detox. Like this stuff is crazy. It's yes. basically a vitamin for people who drink. So <laughs> yeah. most people don't really know that hangovers are caused by the toxic byproduct of alcohol that builds up when you're drinking called acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde? I think so. Acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde. Anyway, DHM Detox uses science to help break down that poison while you're drinking so that it doesn't build up in your system so you don't feel awful the next day. Mm -hmm. It helps alleviate brain fog, nausea, headaches, and uh, next anxiety anxiety slash Sunday scaries. Not fun. Uh -uh. And I get terrible headaches and nausea. And the past few times I drank, I used DHM Detox and I woke up feeling totally fine oh yeah you had to tell me about that you're like i feel great i was like girl like i'm still i'm tired i didn't get tons of sleep <laughs> um so, but like man the yuck feeling it was not mm. there uh just take two capsules after your first couple drinks and it goes to work breaking down toxins and providing liver support uh you can also double up and take another packet if you're having a really big night out um, it's a blend of herbal ingredients and vitamins that are optimized to fight off negative after effects of drinking. The ingredients are DHM, which is a natural extract used in Asia for centuries to prevent hangovers, um, which comes from the Japanese raisin tree, also known as the tree of gods for all of its great properties. The product also contains milk, milk thistle, prickly pear, NAC, B complex, and electrolytes. And it comes in small convenient packets that are easy to take with you anywhere. And you can take them with you in your pocket or purse or even toss in your bag while you're traveling. And don't forget to drink some water and get some sleep for optimal results. Yes. If you get, if you drink water and get sleep on these things, I'm telling you, you feel nothing when you wake up um dhm dhm detox is officially my best drinking buddy dhm detox has risk-free purchases so if you don't feel better after taking the product they'll give you your money back this is a no-brainer our podcast listeners get 20 percent off their order just head over to dhmdetox.com and use promo code chatty at checkout that's d h m dot com, and also there is free shipping if you buy more than a couple boxes uh if you have any question you can also send a message over to at dhm detox on instagram they are fantastic over there and always love to help we love them um and speaking of halloween <laughs> night out sex i think this is uh, so funny <laughs> that you relate halloween to sex i do not relate listen whenever it's halloween and i'm just seeing evan he was looking real fine i put these like little ouija board tattoos all over his face last night and he performed he sang and i was just like woo uh we had some good sex we had some good sex that night. And uh, we all know now that my sex would not have been the same without using O-Shot by Omax. I keep O-Shot by my bed. Yes, I love I it. I do too. <laughs> we love it. It's the luxurious arousal oil that instantly heightens sensation and arousal with an all-natural blend of eight botanicals and full-spectrum CBD. These provide sensory tingling and promote multiple physiological effects to increase stimulation, circulation, arousal, lubrication, desire and overall sexual satisfaction. All you have to do is simply apply it to intimate areas to instantly experience erotic tingling and warming sensations, enhance lubrication, and increase sensitivity for the 
ultimate climax, people. Uh, it's naturally delicious and fully edible, as we've talked about. This formula is 100% pure with absolutely no chemicals. It is definitely a must-try. And as we've said over and over, we love O-Shot because a lot of lubes and arousal oils can uh, be irritating for Becca and myself, but O-Shot has been fantastic, and we have had nothing but positive experiences with it very positive. And remember, no mess airless pump, which is a huge plus because sometimes these oils can make a hot mess. Definitely have dumped half of a bottle of oil on Evan before um, <laughs> when it wasn't a no mess pump like O-Shot. And also again, TSA compliant size for satisfied broads abroad. Um, also definitely put just put a satisfied broads abroad shirt on our uh, merch. Shut up. Yeah, you know. Well, whether you're single or you're looking to spice up your relationship with more satisfying sex, every woman can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasmic experience. So get Omax O-Shot. It comes to the rescue, provides heightened sexual sensations, which can give you the instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for, and it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code CHATTY to take advantage of this incredible savings. That's omaxhealth.com and enter code CHATTY to get 20% off O-Shot and all Omax products site-wide. Oh, there was um, someone screaming in the back. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. It's you never know what's happening in this neighborhood. Um, I have become the most nosy person. I like really. We're by the way, we're recording windows. in Becca's new house, which oh, is yeah. gorgeous. Thank you, dolls. Um, yeah, I peek out of the curtains to see what's going on. Like I, uh-huh. I have become that nosy <laughs> okay. mom. Someone, you know, their parole officers came, and there was like six parole officers and a dog, and I was like out, out on my porch holding Ruth, like. <laughs> Just a concerned neighbor. You're like, hello, what did he do? <laughs> I'm going to need a full report. <laughs> I know this why is, is parole. He, why is but- he on parole? Hello. <laughs> okay, thank you. No, I mean, the, the parole officers left and everything was fine, but still had to know what was up. Listen, when you're a mom and you own a home, all stay of a sudden. Stay nosy. <laughs> stay nosy always. Stay nosy always. always. <laughs> um, okay, no, what I did want to talk about real quick, since we just did some ads, I mean, we're, we don't have to go into, like, detail talking about our we've rates had, and all that. We've but, had people, though, um, ask about, like, what the dynamic is with us, like, why, like, what's the ad, the thing with yeah, ads Yeah, let's just, that. let's, I say let's just go through the process, yeah, like, honest, of sure. kind of, so... First of all, it, with a normal um, podcasting production crew, I think normally they do all the ads in-house and all that. We actually got an email being approached by an ad agency. Mm-hmm. Audio Boom. We Audio love Boom. you guys. We do we do love them quite a lot. And uh, they're like, hey, let's monetize your show, basically. It's kind of crazy because at that time, it was our first 10 episodes. It's kind of funny. When we first started releasing episodes, we didn't get very many listens. Like, maybe. The, I mean, I don't want to say not very many because that's all relative but just relative to how many followers i had and the Mm -hmm. fact that we were getting less than like five thousand listens Mm -hmm. i was like hmm that's not really what i expected but whatever i love doing this believed in becca (laughs) no they did they really did i uh talia who's one of our girls there knew that you were doing um a podcast and i think kind of right away was like we want to get involved with you because we love becca and whatever and yeah it was awesome i've actually been considering talking about this on my Instagram, about the process of Instagram ads, because yeah. I know people are really curious about that too. So yeah, Audio Boom approached us and uh, basically we signed a contract with them for mm-hmm. I think just six months starting out. Mm-hmm. Just a note to all you broads out there, bachelor people or not, be very wary about contracts. And I have gotten very hyper 
uh, aware and paranoid mm-hmm. about them. So they're like, we normally just do one month, uh, one year. And I'm like, nope, six months. Six yeah. months is the yeah. only terms. Don't nope, sign a nope, year contract nope. unless you know the people very, very well and you've already worked with them before. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we've had nothing but good experiences. So basically, let's just go over how it works. And also, I guess it's hard to get into all of this without talking about like your role versus my role with the podcast. Um, because Jess full disclosure pretty much handles like all of the business side of that, which has been kind of unfair. And we're going to be switching that dynamic coming up in the first couple months. Yeah. I think we mentioned in the next couple months, I think we mentioned that we're adding some people onto the team, which like I'm super excited about. It's been one year of virtually, no one else outside of you and Evan working on the podcast. Well, the three of us. Yeah, but but when when we're talking about like hands on mm-hmm. editing, mm-hmm. scheduling, communication with the agency, like that has pretty much all been on Jess. It's it's one of those things where obviously when we started the um when we started the podcast and but that's you know that was one of the roles that I said that I would take on when we did start it. Um and I real I actually very much love doing the business portion of it. Makes me feel very in charge uh, when I you know get on the conference calls and get the meetings and all that. But the way that podcasts work is, I know I think for listeners when they hear a podcast, you like hear one or two people, and it's like it gets put out once or twice a week, and you know that's that. But um, most podcasts that you listen to typically have about a minimum of at least six people behind it working. You're typically looking at about 10. It's kind of crazy because I listen to podcasts sometimes and they're like, well, our booking agent said this and like our Mm -hmm. producer said this Mm -hmm. and our video guy said this and I'm like, oh shit yeah so a lot of times oh, shit. so a lot of times yeah podcasts have many people people doing the audio production the video production the booking the um uh the ads and all that type of stuff and i mean it's just been it's just been in-house which again has been a really cool experience because i feel like it's made our podcast more of a family and i feel like it's something that I love the grassroots like element of it. That being said. Well, and you, I just want to say real quick, you yeah. also learn what's going into what's happening. So you also learn yeah. how to value the work that's being put in, in a different way. Oh, absolutely. Instead of just like throwing money at someone and not knowing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you could spell out exactly what work goes into each thing. Yes, absolutely. Which I think and is powerful. <clears throat> that being said, um, when we listen, The podcast is my job. Becca has 12 jobs. (laughs) Well, I mean, I have, I have, I mean, I have one. I have an Instagram and then I have like school. So it's like. You are a mother. And I, I will say this as well. I did not know the amount of time that goes into people who do Instagram until getting involved in this podcast. And it is way more than someone would think yeah it's Um, very similar to the podcast though in a way where i'm like dealing with copy and i'm dealing with communication with brands i mean i we were just talking about this today i am technically signed to a manager but i'm not really happy with the management i pretty much do everything on my own which is like it's a lot of work we're in the same position right now i think with the podcast podcast i just got from from minnesota (laughs) now um the podcast and just with my personal stuff with instagram Mm -hmm. where i've started to realize like okay i need to outsource some of this work and like hire an assistant yeah it's absolutely and i think there's there's a lot of moving parts behind things like instagram that maybe people don't see there's a lot of moving parts behind 
um, things like the podcast. So let's just say you've been DMing us for a long time and we haven't gotten back. It just know it is in every part of us a desire that we want to, but there is just so much and it's just us that we do our best, but it's, it's nearly impossible. We got to take care of ourselves. And sometimes, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say this to discourage anyone because we do read messages and they are like, Oh, they're lifelines. Very encouraging. And also just like you said, like a line into knowing what people want and like what they don't like, all that kind of stuff. At the same time, we do have to step away because sometimes people are fucking mean. Yeah. Sometimes and it's always the one in a hundred that Mm -hmm. will just rip your soul in half. Mm -hmm. Um, but also sometimes logistically you can't see it because at certain points, like at certain points on my Instagram, I will be getting five messages in under a minute. Like if I post something about a certain Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm so like I so do sometimes see we some just of the don't, messages that sometimes you, we just can't yeah, see them Yeah, sometimes you just don't see them and they disappear after you get a certain amount. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, not, not to be said, like we're like, oh, we're too big time no, 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 to no, see no, your no, message. No, no. Like, no, oh my gosh, if anything, it's the opposite where the reason that we want to get more people now involved in the show. I know for me, like I want to be able to like interact with you guys more. I want to be able to have it where Becca and I are like, involved more because right now the business side has taken over so much that it's like you know I want to be able to message people back more and interact more but sometimes you're like I I just I don't have physically the time um at the moment and I I do get people who message me and ask like what my job is so I'll just say this the because again normally there's typically between let's let's just go into it here's like exactly what happens like for ads we will first get an email from the agency where they'll say potential advertiser. Mm-hmm. Hey, check this out, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, hey, check this out. Oh, Max, oh, shot. It's this right. lubricant. It'll have like a three-line description of it, right? And so we go either like, hey, yes, we'd like to try that out before advertising it, or no, we're not interested, or yes, like, let's go for it. And no, we don't say yes to everything. Like, oh, my we God, say, no. We say no to fit tea. We say no to, like, just certain things that don't fit in with our ideals mm-hmm. or, or, like, personal stuff. Like Yeah, we research, you know, to our best ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we say, or say, Hey, this sounds great. Like, let's go for it and let, let's do it. So then after that, um, we will get an email eventually that says like new order. Mm-hmm. So that means that the brand has now purchased slots for specific days. So it's not like this. It's not like, we're like, Oh, in the next few months, we got to do an ad here for Rothy's. We got to do an ad mm-hmm. there for, um, uh, harvest what's daily harvest daily harvest. <laughs> i was like harvest daily that's not right daily harvest you know mm-hmm. it's not like we just go mm, today let's do an ad for uh uh omax oshot yeah mm-hmm. no. no they are purchasing for a specific week mm-hmm. not only that but a specific time slot yeah so, so we have, that's why yeah. sometimes when we'll be in like the middle of something very serious and i very uncomfortably i'm like so we have to talk about this yeah it's because these companies have purchased a specific time so frame like first in the 10% of the episode mm-hmm. or 30 to 50% of the episode mm-hmm. or the last I believe what 15% mm-hmm. of the episode mm-hmm. so we've got to time those and also this specific um ad agency likes us to have them organically in our content rather than some podcast where they might have a little music and then thing and yeah, then go drop into this pre-recorded, pre-recorded yeah. ad mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so we always do these ads live most of the time unless for some reason we can't mm-hmm. 
And um, and then after they give us the order with the specific dates and slots that they want, they'll then send us copy mm-hmm. that has like all the important things to include. Yeah. And I just want to say that we, we have to go on conference calls with them and chat with oh, them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we also get the product sent to us. So oh, we do yeah. try it out before. Like we're not just talking about something that like I use. No, Omax. they'll send it to before. And if it's something that we're not into, it'll be like, no, we're, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. And I've definitely tried every single thing that we've advertised. Oh, are you kidding me? I roll <laughs> like, in them. I live for it. <laughs> and sometimes they overlap with my Instagram ads yes. too, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And then Jess has to get on it. The, the brand has to schedule a conference call. Mm-hmm. She has to get on the conference call and they, they'll brief her for a bit. And then, and then Jess also comes up with the copy and she like, you know, writes different stuff that we want to talk about, about the brand to make sure we cover everything. Mm-hmm. And then, and then after that, it's, um, it's the production and the video and the audio and that listening takes, to the full episodes, mm-hmm. making sure there are certain parts cut out of it, which for some guests is a lot more like ballet Rigorous, than yes. like acrobatics and than just us then, sitting where and my, chatting. my expert, uh, husband comes in and we sit and we work on that and he will, We've had some guests that have been, you know, challenging that we've had to remove a lot of things from, you know. Because we don't think it really fits our brand. It's the broads and we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to hurt people. Or sometimes there are people that have been awkward and there's a lot of (laughs) awkward silences. So we're really trying our best. (laughs) And when when little Ruthie used to record with us, Becca would have to take so many breaks because... You know, she's trying to be a mother and also record. So that then there was, was a lot of, you know, so it's just a lot of stuff. And it ends well, and up, adding video. I think people video. are always like, when's the video coming out? Uploading time for the video takes a really long time. After hours, after all hours. the editing happens, typically it, it, the, the video takes about 13 hours to upload. Um, and then sometimes you know how life is and internet crashes and you got to start from the beginning when you've got a big file. So Horrible. that's why sometimes, yeah. So, so sorry, just wanted to say that I wanted to just share this so people have a little yeah. knowledge of like what goes into this. And also, although you may scoff at it, having hundreds of people messaging, like it's amazing, a lifeline, like you said. And it's also, it, it, uh, it can also be overwhelming and can take up a lot of time because it's with emails and DMs and all that kind of stuff. You got to stay on top of it. It's time sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and also like with the guests and everything, we want to make sure that we're bringing on the right people. So we're trying to research those people. Who was our first guest ever? Oh, wait, I know. Technically it was the boys. Oh yeah. The boys, the dating with the dudes. <laughs> oh, love. we started boys. out again. This is what was fun. We, we started out. So yeah, I think, did we cover all the business aspects? Yeah, I think so. And all yeah. that to say now we are looking to like bring on more of a manager position. Yeah, we want to bring we want to bring a team on. We want to maybe bring Becca and I ideally would love to bring a producer in who basically would be in the room, you know, pulling things up for us on the internet so we don't have to look it up ourselves. Yes. And then if we have questions about stuff also making editing notes. Exactly. And we would love someone that, you know, we could maybe chat yeah, with one occasionally of one of the broads that we could chat with occasionally and just be like, Hey, what's up? Give someone a hard time. How are you, Brian? <laughs> How's your dating life? We need Brian. Bring us Brian. I know. I keep using Brian as the example. Yeah, We're also kind of crazy, but it looks like we might actually be renting a studio space. Yeah. In Long Beach. We're moving out of the garage. I think Very we're outgrowing excited. it. Yeah. I think, I so think it's too. time for a space just for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, selfishly it is nice to have it be close to me yeah and i'm you- sick of driving not not to jess's like just in general 
Yeah, you are driving a lot. And to also be honest, I don't drive at all because my studio is in my home, so I don't mind an <laughs> occasional drive. Getting out of the house. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't mind driving and listening to other people's podcasts as I drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that covers the business end. Should we talk uh, like life right now for a few minutes? Yeah. Kind of what's happened since we started. I mean, you had a child. Yeah, yeah, this is, is interesting. Since, like, coming off The Bachelor, life has changed so much. And it's so funny. I remember Gray would get on me um, after The Bachelor, and he would just be like, but, like, what are your... He didn't say it this, like, rudely, I don't think, but he was basically like, what are your ambitions? Like, yeah. what you trying yeah. to do, girl? Like, just kind of sitting around, like, doing Instagram ads, and, like, what are you, you, know, you going to do with mm-hmm. your time? And the podcast really filled in a lot for me because it really did give me clarity on like what's important. It it Mm -hmm. has been giving me clarity on what's important to share with the world. And I think it's the same with you of like, what kind of things do I want to share with people? What's important for me to talk about? Like Mm -hmm. how can I connect with people and hopefully touch people and like be vulnerable with someone in a way that they will see and gain something from. Mm -hmm. And so the podcast gave me a lot of that clarity and, you know, having a baby gave me a lot of that clarity. It's really funny. I told Gray when I first got pregnant, like, I think this is going to be a motivating thing for me. And it's crazy because since having her, like, I don't, something switched to where I'm like, let's go. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day and it was like a really famous comedian. And he was saying that his manager who manages all these famous comedians said that there's something about when someone has a kid, all of a sudden they start working 10 times harder. It's like your motivation just like ramps up to a 10. Yeah. And it was like, all of a sudden I wanted to be doing everything at once, which mm-hmm. I'm now that things are starting to settle, I'm realizing maybe I bit off not more than I can chew, but a full mouth. Yes. But yeah. So the podcast, I think gave me a lot of that though. And it gave me really like, I don't know. It just clarified what was important for me. Mm-hmm. And then what about you? So the podcast has been crazy for me. Um, I, you know, I don't know, like, I guess I don't know how much I've really gotten into this, but basically, like I said before, I didn't know kind of what I was going to do to fill my time. Also, I was like, I would like to have somewhat of a career and I have Ember and she's a lot, but I, you know, I still want to be able to do something and she's going to go back to school eventually or go to school eventually, whatever. So now I'm like, I have a, this is a career, like, and it's ideal because it's a career that is, you know, we're the bosses. So like we can make the days and things can be adjusted. And like, yes, is it a lot of work for sure? But it's something like you said, we're passionate about and you know, I'm my own boss. So I'm able to be a parent and also, you know, do this. It's so funny because I feel like it's easy for us to lose sight of it sometimes. Like, and we we had it, we had a moment of this even a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. where I think both of us just for a split second, we're in this, like, I know we were both sort of feeling this like fuck it mode. Yeah. We're just like, I don't like what's going on right now. So like, fuck this shit. And then it's like, okay, no, let's zoom out for a second and be like, what have we grown this to? And where did we come from? And like, so this is a dream. This is like, this is so many people's dreams. Mm -hmm. So grateful. Like if anything, it's just like, if you 
like just let this be a motivator. If you have an ambition, like just do it. Since this podcast, I've talked to so many people where I'm just like, just if you have a passion about something, just do it. I'm telling you. And take the fear, try as hard as you can to take the fear, fear of failure out of there because there's no bigger failure than just not trying. Exactly. And I did that for a lot of years in my life. That overcame me after The yeah. Bachelor. Where, and that was part of the starting the podcast thing where I'm like, what if just everyone hates it? What if it yeah. sucks and it's stupid? Yeah. And it really helps having someone to do it with, though, too. Like, I think when it is just you, it is really easy to be sometimes just like, fuck it. I don't have any stake in this. Yeah. I mean, I do have a stake in it, but it's just like, I'm getting sick of it. There's no like accountability. Right. And there's no balance. And I think that um, you and I provide a lot of balance for each oh, other. Absolutely. Even though we are really similar in certain ways. There's like the main vein is very similar. And then the little like offshoots are very different. Well, it's been a growing experience. Like having a business partner, like, which is essentially what we are. I I think maybe some people, when you're listening to podcasts, you think of it just as friends, but like take a step back for a second when you're listening to podcasts and realize that like podcast hosts are business partners, business partners. And that shit is hard. Yeah. It's I've never had a business partner before. Me neither. (laughs) It's so funny. I was talking to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) All my businesses. I've always been the sole proprietor. (laughs) <laughs> oh my many of business sharing my money and my investment oh, no. i know you might not be watching the video but beck and i are sitting on piles of money from all of our businesses oh this is our beverly hills home actually <laughs> the long beach cottage is just a front <laughs> we're funneling this oh into God. millions um yeah it's funny i was on the phone with my dad and he was like oh no nope, i don't have and i was talking about the podcast and i was just like this this and this is hard and blah blah and he's just like I don't have business partners. <laughs> I don't like it. And I don't nope. like, and, and, but he was also like, but that's a really big growing experience is yeah. to grow with someone and like work through. It's, it's like a marriage. It is like a marriage, you know? And that's the thing. It's like business partners. You see people like in bands and businesses like fail all the time or like, no, I shouldn't say fail. Like <laughs> they fail all Crash the time. And burn no, constantly. but like, you know, people, people end because it's two people, but at the same time, like it is such a growing experience. And obviously it depends on who you're in business with, but, True. um, but it also is just like, it is nice to have someone who, when some, when shit hits the fan that you're like, you're I with. can call and be like, Becca, do you see what's happening right now? And we yes. can like panic with each other and <laughs> one person can panic yes. and the other person can be like, it's fine. And then like vice versa. We definitely switch those roles all the time. We constantly there's usually do. like a panic moment about once a month, I would say. Yeah, more. I would say about m- once a month and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll swap. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> scandal, you know, controversy. <laughs> yes. Love a Mini controversy. <laughs> quote Shane and Jeffrey's palette. Oh my God. That's a whole nother topic. Obsessed. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, there's always some mini controversy yeah. that probably is on no one's radars except like 10 people and jess and i are like Bow! and we're in a full we're panic like full running around down. With our hair on yeah, fire yeah uh but you know what i think really grounds us together and then we'll talk about like some of our favorite episodes because yeah. people are like all right all right keep quit talking about your guys's personal shit um is that i think we both in our hearts are very grounded in the sense that we care. We, it may not, I don't know. I hope it seems like this, but we care about our listeners and we care about talking about things that matter to us and Mm -hmm. important messages that 
yeah, we, mm-hmm. we want to share with the world and also just like our fun times when we're yeah. just like talking about the bachelor. Like I enjoy sharing every moment of that. Oh my God. And that's the thing too. Like because of like you guys, we have this place where we have felt safe to share things that we've never shared before. Like, I mean, there've been so many moments on this podcast where like you and I both have said things out loud that like we've never talked about. And it's because there's a safety there, um, that I know I hadn't experienced before. And, um, you know, since, since this podcast started, um, when it did start, I was like in a very strange place, like spiritually confused. And there were a lot of things that I want to talk about that like people around me that I was friends with or family, you know, whatever, um, I knew wouldn't be comfortable hearing me talk about. And I'll say this since the podcast started, um, there has been major drama in my, my life because of things that I have said, um, where I talked about, um, talked about things like sex and bisexuality and my opinions about things spiritually. And there, um, have been many, um, relationships that have ended in mine and Evan's life because of that. And it's been, you know, situations like, going to a friend's baby shower and numerous women who used to like be mentors to me when I was like deeply involved in certain church things, wouldn't look at me and won't talk. And I've been shut, you know, Evan and I have been, you know, shut off from a lot of people and it's been wild, but, and I don't want to say this to be like for it to be scary, but this, but it's, but nothing's been better in my entire life because when we started this podcast and we would say, every once in a while something that was like, oh my God, I can't believe I put that out there. It was so empowering. And then because of all of your guys' response that were so warm and loving, I was like, I can be who I am and be authentic. And I can still, it's still like accepted and loved. And this is finally me. And even though Mm. there may be kickback and people may not be able to handle that or don't want to hear it, it is so empowering to just be yourself and just to not care about, you know, what people say. And you said something on our sex episode where you were like, oh my God, if Grace parents, if Grace parents are listening, be like, why would you listen? We don't <laughs> listen. And that's such a thing. Like there's been people in my life where they were like, I'm so upset because you're talking about this, this, this. And one of the biggest growth steps has been it being able to say, you know what, this is who I am. And you are more than welcome to not listen. If it's going to trip you up, you do not have to listen. No, you're fucking and that's exactly. And that's your choice. If you have a hard time listening and still loving me, then you shouldn't listen. But this is my place. This is my place of work. And They're I, entering into your place. You're basically talking in your yeah. home. And if some, you know, someone can't tell you what not to say in your own home. Exactly. I mean, and literally, it's been mostly recording your so, home. <laughs> and it's been so empowering. Mm. So to that, to you, Becca, I'm grateful because you give me a lot of courage in that way. And to our listeners, I am so grateful. Um, um, for hearing things that we have talked about and accepting them with so much love that it's just been empowering and like, whew. Yeah, and on my end, I feel like I have, I I think, I think, and I'm going to own it, that over the past year and a half, I've made leaps and bounds in terms of knowing um, 
when to when it's important to like speak up and say shit that's gonna piss people off yeah you own that shit girl and that's been huge and knowing when to like shut up and like or speak with a gentle voice and like obviously you know if you're gonna be that person who's been like well then yeah i thought that you're getting better at this like take your own (laughs) advice whatever like shut the fuck up it's a learning experience and growth is not linear and and there sometimes you know and i'm sure you can attest to this jess where you're having a hard week or a hard month and you slip back into that shit where you start you know for you getting maybe in a spiral of like what the fuck are people saying i hold it all in and then yeah and then for me where it's like word vomit and making Mm -hmm. everything about me um but it's just been so much growth and i too have learned to shut out like but but weed out helpful criticism mm-hmm. that i can learn and grow from and shit that's just background noise mm-hmm. and just people that are unhappy with themselves and instead of pushing away everything and saying that's just shitty background noise or taking in everything and saying that's all criticism i need to use being oh, able to totally step and i think that's something we've both grown in mm-hmm. since the beginning of the podcast is being able to separate separate what's important and what's just oh absolutely absolutely yeah i mean it's it's been it's been crazy and it's your when you have a podcast um and that's why i so appreciate all of you guys because because of having accepted us with so much love and when we do make mistakes there are so many of you who will approach us in a gracious way and we've learned i've seen some of the most gracious like messages and comments i've ever seen and the thing is becca and i are like basically living our lives out loud and when you're a human being you you say stupid shit sometimes you put your foot in your mouth and it, it'll happen it happens we just happen to do it with a mic we in front of us be perfectly woke right. you know exactly. like, and we're both learning and that's been amazing i've learned so much from so many different people in this past year that i had no idea like i'm so grateful for that but it's because we really have a group of people who will approach us with grace and that's just been yeah. amazing it's just been i mean so don't many I, good don't things. Don't really have anything bad to say. I got nothing <laughs> bad to say. Speaking of ads, <laughs> yeah. you broads, honestly, you are the best. And I can't tell you how much the words of love and appreciation mean. And sometimes some of you even send us mail, like love notes, and it melts our hearts. <laughs> we keep that broad love mail forever. And speaking of mail, let's talk stamps.com. When I talk about stamps.com, I always wonder who in the world still goes to the post office (laughs) and why because stamps.com brings the post office right to you no need to interrupt your work day to fight traffic to get to the post office and try to find parking Ooh, that is speaking to my soul especially now during the holidays when the post office is extra busy with people sending holiday cards and gifts it's pure chaos Chaos. this is why you need stamps.com Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Oh, baby, I love stamps.com, especially during the holidays, going to the post office to send presents to the family out of town. No, thank you. With stamps.com, simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. Also, with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off price. 
priority mail, not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for stamps.com instead because there's no risk. And with our promo code chatty, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in chatty. Stamps.com, enter chatty. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. (laughs) Uh, Are you going to be getting me a gift for Christmas? Am I going to be getting you a gift? Can we just agree that we don't get each other anything unless something speaks to us, like while we're out shopping? I already bought you a castle. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I was like, what? Well, I'll take it. Our gift to each other is our love and dedication <laughs> the podcast <laughs> here's a paycheck yeah here you go <laughs> to Merry each Christmas. other <laughs> we'll just swap here's paychecks your, here's, <laughs> our ta- here's the tax forms sweetie okay Enjoy. take that away speaking of llc which, i need to have to talk to my accountant um um so should we have like before we wrap up should we talk about um maybe some of like our our favorite guests, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah our yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, moments yeah, yeah. Um, and then may, or maybe the ones that were the awkward ones that we didn't enjoy <laughs> i'm gonna go like i'm gonna real quick look at this i mean obviously obviously um i mean craig i mean craig is our king <laughs> i think we've had literally one person say they don't like craig there's one person who says that they don't like craig so and i know her name that's like how how many people uh, text and say they don't like or dm and say they don't like craig that's ridiculous everyone loves craig um honestly guys if you go back to episode four (laughs) dating advice from dudes guys we have grayston evan our friends tyler and harry on and that shit got wild it did get very hectic. it is so funny like it's not the faint of heart no tyler's story of getting a boner oh and it, I don't want to ruin it, yeah, but it is. <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed out loud so hard listening to an episode back. I have to say, it I think it's fantastic. still tops. We it when we, it comes we definitely to get one. messages every once in a while for people from people going back saying, "Please have another dating with the dudes." We will do that. It was fantastic. It, it's really fun. We've got a lot. We got some funny boys. Lovely, lovingly irreverent. Lovingly um, irreverent. Yes. Um, I also liked our unfiltered thoughts on Colton episode, episode <laughs> nine. Oh, that shit got kind of crazy. I think we got in trouble for some of that. Oh, we basically went ham on Colton for, let's see how long, an hour and three minutes <laughs> where we literally just talked about like all the reasons why we didn't like Colton before the season. Can episode we nine. say also, I don't know if I can say this, so I might what? have to cut this out, but um when Colton was going to come on the show, oh yeah, um, because you broad sent him so many DMs, he was te- or, uh, messaging Becca, and he told Becca that his mom oh, listens. Yeah. You she guys, probably doesn't. She probably, she's probably just listening for Colton's season. It doesn't you know? matter, you guys. Colton's, Colton's mom mother. fucking listened to Chatty Broad's oh Colton recaps. Guys, we called her son an alien over. And over. Okay, no, not only that, we had an episode where we talked specifically about his mother, Jessica, where we were like, oh, we know who wears the pants in this family. We thought his dad was we the scary one. Turns cold. out it's mom. Oh, Ice my queen. God. We literally called her. We were like, Ice queen. When going, Becca oh called me God. and goes, 
you need to know what Colton just texted, what he just texted me. I fell on my couch and I laid there and I stared at the ceiling and I questioned my life. And I was like, what did this poor woman have to listen about her son? I feel so bad. I am so sorry, Insane. Mrs. Underwood. My, I, we, um, deepest apologies. Dude. That deepest was... apologies. Okay, what are your, some of your favorite episodes? Um, I mean... I loved Sex, Love, and Vaginismus. I was just looking at that one, too, and I loved that I one. I love that episode. And that was one of those ones where I, we just kind of threw in a random person. It was Grayston's friend, Zena, and she's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. That's episode 29. Um, okay, my personal, the, the episode that means the most to me, and I think that was, this is just like a very personal. The Honest Postpartum one. No, but I did oh. love that one. Um, was when <laughs> Rob Bell came on. Mm. That for me was gigantic because it was like I've been reading his books and his books and listening to his podcast uh, specifically on Pete Holmes was the literal mm. 180 for me in my spiritual recovery. Mm. So having him and he like so graciously like we reached out and he was the first person I think who was like a bigger name to be like, yeah, of course. And yeah. just showed up. And that is one of True, my favorite that episodes. Was very cool. And I think he's going to come back for a Christmas episode where he's oh, going to yeah. discuss the story of Christmas. I'm so excited. Yeah. Excited. I actually really liked um, on a related note, the God Church and the Broads one that we had with Valerie. Yeah, that one was really. That was a very, that's episode 27. That was a very, um, very powerful episode, I think, for both of us. Where we did, for the first time, this is one of those examples, vocalized really how we felt about mm -hmm. things that's in a way the episode, we never had before it was sort of like a coming out it kind of was and uh, it, that was the episode that i lost a lot of uh, relationships from so go ahead and listen to it and enjoy but it was one of my favorite episodes too it, i it was it was so it meant so much to sit down with you and valerie and hear your guys's perspective as you're healing and coming out of things and then i think it might have been the episode that we received the most messages from ever maybe do you think aside from the buy one that I, the buy one was close second, but definitely God church and the broads was the most that we ever received. And you know what? From. I know there's some people that said that they were like nervous to listen. I, I didn't feel like it was a trash talking no, religion. We, the first, the first like 20 minutes we joke about like our church camp experience, group, but like, not like in a way of like dismissing anything because we, both i think we hold all, quite a lot of all respect. three of us we hold a lot of respect and yeah. we had some of the most incredible times and we learned so much so it was not uh in any way a disrespectful thing yeah uh i also just loved our nightmare roommates with craig episode yeah the I think first I've episode listened to that like, i think i've listened it's the only episode i've listened to twice with through because it's hilarious that was and when we Jesse fell in the love. most insane roommate episode i mean story ever honestly like, you know what's crazy is we'll do another episode i still have so many karen stories that i did not tell the karen i had the craziest crazy i have still some insane karen that stories. by the way that's episode 32 if you guys haven't listened to it it's our first episode with craig and it was just well, yeah Jess's story about her roommate karen was insane insane <laughs> um i really loved your birth story because you did that like mm. right after and that was like so amazing because I haven't had a lot of friends at that point now since then I've had a few who have had babies but you're one of my first 
like good friends who've had a child. So you, Becca intentionally did not tell me about her birth story so that I was hearing oh, it live yeah. on the podcast. So I was just like, we recorded it less than three weeks after, which is kind of crazy. Dude, Becca started fucking now. recording, going, getting back on the podcast. I told her, by the way, I go, girlfriend, you need to take as long as you want. We'll, you know, Evan can come and host. Evan did, a, did one episode with me. He did a bachelor recap with me once. I was like, we did an episode recap on January 29th, which yes. is my due date. I gave birth on the 2nd. They recorded the husband and wife <laughs> recap on the 5th. And then on the 12th, we were right back in the saddle. I thought that we were, that Becca was going to be like, I'm going to need a couple weeks off. G- Girlfriend was like five days later was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, Broads, I don't recommend, like we talked about this in the postpartum episode. Yeah. Give yourself a fucking break. But in, in, for me, the podcast was like my sort of relief each week where I got to feel normal and got yes. to like hang out with my friend and talk. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Um, I do love uh your episode about going missing on a weed farm that one it's like what episode seven yeah that's a great episode and uh i brought on one of my friends like trimmer friends who i was on the weed farm with (laughs) and Kristen is hilarious and she was just so funny breaking it down um she's like actually still working on a weed farm right now that's kind of her thing uh i i mean as far as like anything negative honestly we really haven't had like guest wise any negative experiences with guests no the only guest that was that was awkward Awkward. was nick yeah i know and And now we like we love nick and now we love nick and that we still don't quite understand him he's a complex character you you can't really understand unless you meet him in person i don't know how to explain it otherwise then for some reason me and jess can't get a read on him no we can't tell if he likes us or hates us yeah, I, never, I think he likes us. I think he likes us. I, I mean, he invited ever... me. I'm going to be on this week on the show. Yes. <laughs> and he like, I don't know. He, he will. I don't know if I can say that. What? I remember we on his little Instagram situation. He like started, he put us on his close friends list. Put us on yeah. his close friends list. So yeah, I, I don't know why like, you can't say that. I don't know. And, <laughs> and it wasn't just the one where he did the fake close friends. It was a real close friends where he asked if anyone wanted to go roller skating. Yes, he did. And he invited us out. Did you know he can roller skate like really well? Really? <laughs> Dude, he was trying to go to the place where we did my roller skating birthday party. Yes. And I was like, I was like, Nick, you got to be careful. Like that place is insane. I actually messaged him back and I was like, that place is crazy. And then he like sent me a video and he's one of those people who's like going backwards, weaving in and out of people. Like he's an insane roller skater. Oh my gosh. I know. I hate See, him that's for what that. I'm saying. I can't I, roller I, skate I can't get him. a read. He's very, very multidimensional. Oh, I don't, I, by I the don't way, understand. I, mean, I hate him for that in the fact that I'm jealous. Yes. Not because he roller skates. But yeah, yeah, I can't get a read on Maybe we either. should invite him to roller skate sometime. Maybe that'll be We a, should record it and put it on our YouTube. Would love that. But yeah, that was really the only one. And that was like a, I still don't know why that was weird. I think he was super tired. I think we were misinterpreting his like nonchalance and tiredness as him being like apathetic and rude. So, so his vibe that we were perhaps misinterpreting, he may have felt that way at the time. It made burnout. He had had a really, really long day and he, and it made us like feel weird though in turn. So we were sort of, but I don't even know if you might not even be able to pick up on it when you hear it. Yeah, but he's just a kind of a low-key guy, and I think that was... I, don't, I, don't, I still don't understand him. I like him. I just don't understand I know, I really him. like him, too. I'm and, really stoked and, to co-host with him. I know. I, I just... Oh, and I loved our episode with him, by the yeah, way. We're talking about favorite moments. On his podcast, The Vial Files, we did... Um, what was it uh, called? It was called... Oh, oh, The Loneliness, like the yeah. Making Friends with Loneliness yeah. one. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. Good. Yeah, that was really... I had a lot of fun doing that with them. Um, 
But yeah, no, we love him now. And I think because I don't understand him, I love him more because confusing characters to me interesting in- intrigue me. Oh, that's the that's the last thing I want to talk about is I love and also I don't know how to describe it. I love when people like I love it so much more than when people are like back from the bachelor when people are like I'm a broad. Oh my god. Or like I listen to chatty broads and that's so much fucking cooler it's than so being cool. like I recognize you on the bachelor. It also makes me very quickly die inside just a little bit because I'm like, you know so much about my life and about my <laughs> what happens inside my bedroom and my personal brain, and this is really scary, thing, but also thank you. See, I'm kind of like, when I see them, I all, I all of a sudden feel like, you know everything about me, and now I have it nothing to hide. Comfort. It gives it's me comfort. It like, gives me panic. Really? You know what? One last thing before we wrap this this up I've, I've been dealing with lately about this pressure to feel like i live up to the expectations of what i'm like on social media oh, and the podcast okay so i sort of get yeah. into this weird I, I need to work on it but when i'm sometimes like encounter somebody in person i'm like am i gonna be as cool as becca on chatty broads yeah it's like i'm comparing myself to the older sister who is just me i get i you understand know what that. i mean yeah, i'm no, like I understand becca that. on chatty broads and becca on instagram is like so much cooler than becca in real life and i don't know why i've gotten that into my head lately you're cooler in person thank you <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much but no it's i i love like please if you if you see even us if you're out, just like broad squad yeah please <laughs> i've had a few people yell from the car and i'm like yes oh, yell cool. from the car like and you know unless obviously like i'm in the middle of like a huge fight with my husband maybe like don't say anything then if we're publicly in <laughs> a pretend fight. like you don't know who we are so i don't feel embarrassed <laughs> no but come up and say something we love it i in the past like two days have had two bathroom encounters no way yeah. in the what? bathroom i feel like this happens so- maybe you actually just get out of the house i think more. i'm out more because yeah. <laughs> but yeah I was gonna say, this but i've had so two often. two encounters and literally like we're just next to each other peeing we're talking about whatever and stop it's you're acting like you're at the urinals like we're just chatting while we're peeing well like- I, I pee into a, into a urinal <laughs> as like a, as a power move i'm just like fuck men you yeah, know what i mean little- like i can do this Wait, too i want to start advertising for those little pee cups mm-hmm. i was thinking about this and i was thinking like oh if i get pregnant again and i have to drive back to fresno and like i hated this when i was pregnant of having a po- i am one of those people if we're driving we are not stopping till we get there i don't care if you have to poop into a cardboard box in yeah. the back we're not stopping so when i had to pee, pee like five times on the three and a half hour drive home to fresno mm-hmm. so i decided i'm gonna get one of those little pee cups those and, are a, and a water bottle you'll have to get one for ruthie too because let me tell you the amount that you have to pull over when you're potty training devastating oh no devastating <laughs> Well, sis is going in a pull-up for the ride, okay? Seriously, I've done it. I kept Ember in a diaper for much too long, I think, because (laughs) I was like, I can't do that. That's too much work. I mean, needless to say, we just kind of wanted to give you guys a behind-the-scenes of what you've been listening to, I guess, for the past year and tell you that we love you so much. We are so grateful for all of you. We're really excited for this next year. We got a lot of good things in the works and we just want to make the broad squad stronger and bigger. And yeah, we love you guys and we're really grateful for you. And I love you. Love you too. Happy anniversary, babe. You want to shut this off so you can get out of here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, chat soon, broads. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.